Talk that talk. Talking about... That's what I'm talking about. Are you talking to me? Talk that talk. Provided by Off The Hook. The platform for the people. Step into the studio and talk that talk. Get off the sidelines, man. Keep on talking in the free world. I mean, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rogers Center, Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy in the house again. Again. Gets hugely disappointed from another phenomenal, dramatic win by the Toronto Blue Jays. It's good times. Any true baseball fan, it's April. For true baseball fans, it can be opening. Well, opening day is extremely romantic, extremely nostalgic, and sentimental, emotional. I can go on and on and on. But for any true baseball fan, as soon as the season starts, it all feels nostalgic it all feels romantic it all feels emotional it's near and dear to our heart there's something special about baseball there really is here we are in april yes this is this is world series or bust for the toronto blue jays but these are also many special moments and moments that we look back on and that we will look back on over the years not over the years, at the end of the season, I should say, when we put the promo package together. Let's set the stage. Here we are again. Toronto Blue Jays, Boston Red Sox, game two of a four-game series. Dave Portnoy and Barstool Sports in the house. It's a big story. Anyone who's aware of what's happening, I mean, it's a big deal that he's in the he's in the house. It adds a little bit of a little extra layer of the to the dramatics. And last night, you know, my man Bo Jackson cranks it out, bases juiced, grand salami, crushing all the hopes and dreams of the Boston Red Sox fans. More importantly, yeah, Dave can hang his hat on the fact that the Celtics swept the Nets who were just in fucking shambles, so I don't know how much you're going to hang your hat on that. But he felt this. He felt Bo Jackson's grand slam in front of him when he was sitting standing in the box. He felt this. So here we go again. Here we go again. Another great Start from the gauze. Bandaging them up. The gauze looked good again. And I was saying to my buddy tonight, Adam, is that, you know, just as a side note, so Coteau, I'm getting that Coteau is what I'm going to right now before we get into everything that transpired this evening. But for Coteau, he made his major league debut with this team a couple of, or a week ago or about a week ago a week and a half ago whatever it was when he got put in as a substitute runner a pinch runner i believe and his parents were in the house his family was in the house they all flew in to see what they hoped would be his major league debut because he was in the dugout and charlie to his credit like 
and I likened it to Gibby as far as a people manager and a people person is that he understood all of that and no he's not going to sacrifice a win for the team or do anything that's going to be detrimental to the team but in fact it was an advantageous move and it was an opportunity he knew that he was going to send Coteau back down the next day he knew that and he also knew that his family was there and he also knew it was an opportunity to, for him to have his major league debut albeit without an AB but regardless he was in the big sheet he was in the big leagues he was in the show and his parents were in the house and Charlie didn't get enough credit for that I don't even know if he got any credit for that from the talking heads and he deserves it so here we are now you know Kato's playing first you know you got to be versatile if you're not you got to be a utility player especially if you're a utility infield player you know then you have value you're going to find a spot for yourself you got to be able to hit a little bit as well because you can be a utility infield player I think uh, a la Darwin Barney and then uh, I, I had love for him utility infield player but he just couldn't hit quite enough so Kato has to make sure that the average is decent but he played first tonight you know allow Vladdy to DH get everybody in the mix and uh, he had a little hot corner moment with the stab at first base, which, you know, could have been a dangerous play. So this is all to say that I was happy for Coteau. Charlie is a stand-up, solid people person who understands the human psyche and understands when to push and when to pull. And these are important things. If you're managing a baseball team, Listen, man, if you're managing a baseball team, a major league baseball team, and you got 162 games, and you got everyone, in the, not everybody, but the majority of people in there making, you know, millions and millions of dollars, and potentially, whether they show it outwardly or not, everyone has an ego, and you can figure out how to get everyone to work together and everyone to move in the same direction to try to achieve a common goal and for everyone to buy in. Now, a lot of that has to do with the front office and bringing in the right people. People, but everyone to buy in and the fact that yeah okay we got all the money we got all the fame we're all good to go we're playing baseball life is good but like do we all really want to win a world series so you, you got to be able to figure it all out sometimes it's easier said than done like for someone like Kato like he's just happy to be there right like get me in the show yes sir no sir three bags full sir but when you got big time superstars is it that easy no it's not so Gibby was phenomenal at that and a lot of people shit on Gibby and gave him a hard time. Not me. That's the notorious GIB, Gibby Smalls, the wine box king. So Charlie has a little bit of that to, uh, to him, in him, I should say. And uh, anyway, so he deserves love for the Coteau situation in general. Now we get to tonight. You know, I've said before, I said, I said all along. George Springer is a center fielder. You know, I know they had somebody, I forget who it was, on Blair and Barker, former manager. Was it a former manager of staff at Houston? I can't remember now. Talking about, truth be told, Springer plays better right field than center field. You know, all that's nonsensical foolishness, meaning that whether that's true or not, who the fuck knows. But the point is, is that George Springer, like, he's a, he's a center fielder. That's his position. That's his real estate. He's the highest play payer on the Blue Jays, paid player on the Blue Jays. And 
you know, he's not happy about Zimmer. He, he doesn't mind Zimmer. This is just my personal opinion, and which, you know, is always right, of course. And only one in the world with a global degree in psychological warfare is that. And now we got just as I'm doing that show to Austin Matthews, the real MVP, 60 goals. Only three people have scored 60 goals in the NHL in the salary cap era. Ovechkin, who there's no fucking way he's going to break Wayne Gretzky's record. And I wish him the worst, and I hope he never does. And Steven Stamkos, how the fuck did this guy score 60 goals? Who the fuck knows? And now you got Austin Matthews, and he missed a bunch of games. Anyway... MVP, her trophy winner, 100%. So, you know, Springer's okay with having Zimmer back him up. And then when Springer's going to be off, have an off day or DH, sure. But when you have them both on the field at the same time, and you got Zimmer playing center and, and Springer playing right field, I don't know, man. Like, um, there's no one telling me Springer's cool with that because he's definitely not. And then last night, Springer made that diving grab, you know, Kevin Pilar style, and laid out, showed up, and showed out. And, I mean, he was fired up. He was fired up a little bit more, a little bit more extra sauce on it because of what I just said. And then, lo and behold, here we go tonight. He's playing right field in Zimmer. What does Zimmer do? <laughs> he does the same thing, does a little bit more shallow and dive in the other way, but similar type of situation. To Tabby's point, that was a double, potentially a triple. And, you know, both of them anticipated right off the bat where it was going, and they made their first step quick and decisively, and both phenomenal plays. And we got a little, <laughs> competition is good. Competition is good, but no one's telling me that Springer's okay not playing center field when he's on the field at the exact same time as Zimmer, and Zimmer takes his spot in field, center field. But it, that was an interesting scenario. Then, as we go through the game, like I said, I didn't see Dave tweeting about the whole situation. I haven't seen afterward if he weighed in on how it all went down in the end. But you're talking George Springer, bottom of the ninth, tying home run, blast? Come on, man. This motherfucker is a gangster. Like, he is a big moment type of guy. George Costanza is a big moment type of guy. I'm not going to rattle off all the moments, but let's just talk about tonight, bottom of the ninth, game-tying home run shot that ends up setting the table for us to win the game against the Boston Red Sox. How about his first return to Minute Maid Stadium, Minute Maid Park, pardon me, against his former club, the Houston Astros, who he won the World Series with. He goes into Minute Maid Park. He's injured. He doesn't play. We're on a shortened, uh, what was that, two game or three game? I don't even remember. Two or three. Shortened series. And his family, his mother, his father, his wife, his children, I think his one child, are there. And, you know, of course he wants to desperately play. He desperately wants to play, I should say. And doesn't get to play the first game. Second game comes in, his first A-B. Come on, man. He's playing Springer. First return to Minute Maid Park. 
won the World Series with that team, faced all the controversy, then had to turn around and face the music in Toronto. And all of you punk motherfuckers out there who shit all over George Springer and the Astros and wish them all the worst and never wanted anything to do with them who are loving Springer off right now, take a long, hard look in the mirror because you're as completely two-faced as possible and you just sound like a bunch of idiots. Listen, I, I didn't have any love for what the Astros did, but I didn't go on like you guys did. And I wasn't... I. I was one that said what's good for the goose is good for the gander. People have been stealing signs of Major League Baseball forever and a day. Jays have been one of the top baseball clubs accused of, of stealing bases and having someone out in center field in the in the area out there that's blacked out by the cameraman. Whether that's true or not, who the fuck knows? But the point is, yes, they took it to the next level. But I wasn't as, you know, bent out of shape as everybody else. But you guys were. You guys definitely were. And then now you love George Springer. He's the best thing since sliced bread. Just saying. Anyway, he goes back there. And what happens? My man, first at, first at bat, boom, leadoff home run. Are you kidding me? In front of his mother and father and his wife and kids? Or kid? Like, come on, man. My man is a gangster. He's a big moment type of guy. So case in point again tonight. We got Charlie on the mic right now at the podium. So for Springer to, to to get it done and get us to the 10th, and then everybody loves Romano, dirty stash. There's only two, there's only two quote-unquote cities in the GTA. There's only one city, Toronto. And then the only other place that gets acknowledged is Markham. It's Toronto and Markham. Check the off-the-hook Twitter. At the signal is busy. I'll put the picture up there for you. Toronto and Markham. And then everyone loves Romano. Ironically enough, it's from Markham. Dirty Stash comes in. Shut it down. And then with a defensive play as well. Gets us to the bottom of the 10th. And then I'm the first to admit, listen. In theory... I want to tap. I had love for Tapia. Love the hair. I got the crazy hair. Always had the crazy hair, and got nothing but love for the crazy hair. All, all looks, and you know, you got a hairdo. You're my. You're okay. My books. So already we were good to go. Then contact hitter speed. Felt like you know I'd feel the vibes. Spanish-speaking player, getting a mix, nice fit with the culture of the team. We're all good. However, didn't like the cut of his jib, man. Something about him rubbed me the wrong way. Johnny Gill. And I didn't like the way he pretended a couple games ago or maybe half a dozen games ago that he got hit by a pitch. You know, I know, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, this is saying. I don't know. That rubbed me the wrong way. A little bit deceitful for me. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it at all. And I also didn't feel something else went on. No, I don't know if it was that play or another play. And then he went back to the dugout, and Vladdy met him at the top there, top of the step, and said something to him. And you could tell it was a serious delivery. I don't know if it was reprimanding him, but it was a serious delivery. And then Tapia understood and respected and received it as such. You could tell by their body language. Keep in mind you're talking to Shane Kelly, the soothsayer, the only one with a global degree in psychological warfare. So I saw that and I'm like, oh, okay, so Vladdy, you know, was giving him the business and letting him know, listen, man, like, this is what we're doing here. Like, you know, don't fuck around. If you're going to try to rock the boat or, or this and that, 
and you're going to try to have an attitude or fuck around, you're going to be done here. You know, that's in so many words, that's what was said there, in my opinion. So anyway, you know, he's had a couple key hits since then. I think a stolen base or two, some decent plays in the outfield. And, you know, in my eyes, I'm kind of massaging it in my mind a little bit, thinking, well, let me give this guy a little bit of love. Let me just figure it out. But, um, but I wasn't a fan. So tonight, here we go. Now, I mean, you got the bases juice. Big walk from Chubb Rock. A big walk. I mean, it was no outs. Two on already, no outs. They're making it seem like it was the best thing ever on Sportsnet. It was a walk. Yeah, he walked and loaded the bases, but there was already two on, no outs. So if he hadn't walked or he'd have got out, then it would have been two on, one out. So you still would have been poised for the win. But good up bat. From Chubb Rock Gets the walk Base is drunk Now you got uh, That's when Chapman came up I think it struck out Right? Call strike And then I believe it was called strike Yeah And then Tapia comes up Contact hitter And then So it was a good moment Obviously we Walk it off We walk it off We walk it off Dave in the house Fuck you Dave You're fucking with blog T.O. And then my girl came on there and gave you the business. She showed her some love. I'm just fucking around. It was a good back and forth. Uh, there's some things I like about Dave. There's things, some things I fucking hate about Dave. But regardless, good business for the local pizza joints. Some love for Toronto. Uh, we're sticking it to... Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Boston. Fuck you, the Boston Red Sox. Fuck all you motherfuckers. And Toronto, you're 0 for 2. You're the new bad luck fucking term in Toronto. People want to try to put that on Drake. Put that negative energy on the six god. Put it on fucking Dave. Dave, you're putting negative energy on your own fucking team. You're in the house twice. Grand slam, grand salami by Bo Jackson. Boom. And you were around long enough to know Bo knows. That's your age bracket. That's on you. And then now you're in the house again tonight. My boy George Springer. My boy George Springer. Home run, the bottom of the ninth to tie it up. Everyone loves Romano. Shut it down. And then Tapia with the sack fly. So I'm saying, these are massive games. I forget the stat that they threw out tonight. I want to say we were in eight one-run games so far, and we won six of them. I could be completely off. I'm just going off the top of my head. I think it was something along those lines. But regardless, we have been in quite a few one-run games to start the season. And these games, we are coming out on top this time around, which last season we were not. In previous outings, we were not. And pitching, defense, timely hitting. And situational hitting. Understanding where you are, Vladdy taking a walk, you know, uh, Chubb Rock taking a walk, understanding what's happening and just keep the lineup moving. And we have not even been hitting anywhere near to our potential. Bo hasn't hit to his potential. Vladdy, although he's leading the league in home runs, he hasn't hit to where he's normally going to hit. T. Oscar Silver Slugger is out. We've had a who's who of Zimmer, Zach Collins, Santiago, Tapia. Like, there's a lot. Cato, there's a lot of people in the mix, man. At Biggio fucking batting point zero zero one. So now on the COVID list, but regardless, like we've had a lot of quote unquote adversity when it comes to hitting and 
here we are. We're still getting it done. So this is, it's not early. First of all, don't ever leave early, ever. A lot of people left early tonight. You haven't learned your lesson from leaving early just in general, let alone for the Blue Jays. It's not early as far as baseball goes. Every game counts. And we said this last year when we got eliminated from the playoff race by one run and one run only. These are all huge wins for the Blue Jays against AL East Divisional rivals. One-run games, uh, getting it done in the bottom of the ninth, pitching and defense, crucial saves, late-inning pitching, timely hitting. It's impressive. Charlie is impressive. And all of you motherfuckers out there who wanted Charlie gone, when I stood by Charlie from day one, I wanted Charlie as our manager when I when we all heard that the rumor mill saying that he was on the short list and everyone, no, they don't want Charlie. I wanted them then, and all you motherfuckers wanted them out. And you know who you are? Everybody. Everybody wanted them out. They're showing the gauze on here now. Bandages, you motherfuckers. The gauze... Had another great game. Six inning pitch, four hits. Another great performance. Look at Springer, home run, three RBIs. Santiago, three for three with two RBIs. Another big win for the Blue Jays against an AL East divisional rival in April. When we win the World Series, April is what we're going to be talking about. Talk That Talk, the official fan reaction show before and after every Toronto Blue Jays game. Talk That Talk. Talking about... That's what I'm talking about. Are you talking to me? Talk That Talk. Step into the studio and talk that talk. Keep on talking in the free world. Is a challenge. How did you kind of approach that challenge, and how did you? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, I wasn't gonna make many changes. You know. Talk that talk, talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Are you talking to me? Talk that talk, provided by Off the Hook, the platform for the people. Step into the studio and talk that talk. Get off the sidelines, man. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. 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 Good.